typically when we grow up and it might even be on a subconscious level, we think that we have to have one type of career or we have to be one type of person. And I think so much of finding ourselves is breaking out of that box in those confines because I always thought of myself as more analytical. I, you know, I always felt this creative passion literally boiling inside of me. I would feel like, oh, I need, like, I want to express something, but I don't know how. And so finally, when I was really starting to explore myself, that creativity poured out of me into ebb and flow. And I started finding so many different pieces of myself that I didn't know. I, I love, I, I'm from California, so I love the beach, but right now I'm in New York city and I'm in, you know, the city. Oh, but I'm a data analyst, but then I also love poetry and I love psychology and science, but I'm also so spiritual and grounded in my spirituality. And so I think, like you said, that duality is so important because I think everything in life is a balance. And so being able to balance different sides of ourselves is, is just authentic and it makes us who we are. And I think I've just, I've just found so many different pieces of myself. And that is so beautiful because the more we peer into that, the more that we can find. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This week's guest is soulful artist, author, and poet, Deja Ray. Deja is an incredible writer, an explorer, and a dreamer. She is a gorgeous, gorgeous soul. From a very young age, her inquisitive mind led her on a perpetual journey towards enlightenment and deep self-discovery. Both introspective and analytical, Deja's work focuses on identifying patterns in the world and articulating shared human emotions. With a bachelor's degree in psychology and an ongoing master's degree in international development, Deja aims to combine the use of her education and creative skills to empower others to chase after their most authentic selves. And if you've been dialed into me on any of my channels, podcast, Instagram, through my coaching, you know, I am all about that mission, you know, living from your most authentic self. What initially drew me to Deja's work, which ironically is also the inspiration behind her next book that she's currently writing. And we talk about this in the episode was this profound caption on one of her posts. She had posted a beautiful picture of some kind of fancy coffee. And the caption said, the capacity to love is based on the capacity to be alone. And that literally, I mean, I felt that in my soul. And a lot of that is because, well, it's twofold. It's number one, because it's so in alliance with, you know, my core teachings, right? Like be your own best friend and what self-love means and, you know, just developing this ultimate relationship with yourself. And then the other aspect of it that really just like, oh man, my heart just smiled so big was, you know, I'm a writer too. And so as a writer, it's so much fun when you can take these profound messages and you can just put them in just a few simple words. 
and they're so powerful. Just they don't need a lot of fluff. They are just what they like how I actually frame it is it's just very crispy. And to me, that was such a crispy, profound message that she shared. And that was it for me. You know, I immediately had to look deeper into her writing and really learn more about her. And I learned that she had just released what is now one of my absolute favorite poetry books, Ebb and Flow. Each poem Deja writes is truly a work of art that echoes the Black Belt Beauty standard of self-love, self-trust, and self-empowerment. So I'm really excited for you to discover Deja's magic and wisdom in this episode. Some of the things that we dive into are how to use your creative channel to process trauma and heartbreak, how self-love can expand you and help you express your fullest potential authentically, the levels of fear that can arise from sharing your heart-centered work and how to move past that, balancing duality and using it to leverage your self-expression, seeking the fight by staying grounded and comforted in your truth, using failure to find your successes and evolve, and so much more. This is truly, this conversation was, I, it could have kept going so much longer. I love talking to Deja. She's definitely coming back on the show. I can't wait for her next poetry book to come out. Um, I cannot encourage you enough to get dialed into her work um, on Instagram. Her handles in the show notes. Definitely get her book, Ebb and Flow, and thank me for it later because it is so, so good. And if you love this episode, please let us know. DM me, DM Deja. Let us know in the comments, under the posts on IG. Share it up on your stories. Tag Deja and I. We love to hear from you. I, I love knowing that these conversations impact you and support you in any way, whether it's small or big. You know, this is what we're here for. And finally, if you haven't already given this podcast a five-star rating and review, please, please do so. It means so much to me and my team. I've made it very easy for you to do that by putting in a link in the show notes. So it doesn't matter where you're listening to this podcast. You can literally click on that link and give that five-star rating review. So thank you in advance to all of you who will be doing that. And now please enjoy this amazing conversation with the beautiful Deja Ray. Deja, this is a really exciting, special conversation that I'm, I'm just so looking forward to having with you because, well, first of all, I've had authors on the podcast. I've never had a poet. Um, <laughs> yeah. And poetry is something that's so dear to my heart, um, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, I shared with you that I'm writing my first poetry book. Um, but, you know, I've been writing for the majority of my life. I'm in the fourth decade of my life. And I, I didn't even know when I was younger that I was writing poetry because I think, you know, you grow up um, and when you hear about poetry, especially in like the earlier years, it's like, oh, it, it has to rhyme, right? So mm -hmm. it's poetry, but then, you know, I would realize later, like, no, that's not the case. Um, and in fact, I look back at, you know, all of this writing that I have and I'm like, my goodness, you were throwing down some poetry at a very young age. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, I found you on Instagram and, um, you actually, I want to hold on. So, okay. This, the first, um, I'm going to actually 
give me one second. I'm going to no, do okay. your thing. <laughs> so, so I found you on Instagram and it was, um, you know, a piece that, that I think writers, the profile writers, um, had shared, I go to your profile and I'm like, oh my goodness. I love her writing. And there was this post and it's actually, it's, it's the caption that, that <laughs> reeled me in. Yeah. Um, it's a picture of like a cappuccino or something. And the caption says our capacity to love is marked by our capacity to be alone. And I was like, holy shit, she gets it. So this is a long intro. I'm, I'm almost kind of <laughs> through it, but I, the reason why that's my starting point is because you know, when I, so I obviously took deeper dives into your work. I bought your book and I was like, wow, I literally have chills on my body right now. I was oh my like, gosh. I, <laughs> it's so special. It's so real. Yeah, it really is. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you are such a profound artist, um, at, you know, and you, you know, in your book, your chapters, which we're going to go through that. I mean, the things that you write about are deep and meaningful. And what I love so much, there's so many, you know, reasons why I love your writing specifically, but you know, you, your wisdom is very inspiring, honest, and empowering. And there's an empowerment and self-mastery coach, someone who's always talking about the importance of self-love self-trust and things that actually weave into your writing, you know, you, you're speaking to my core. So girl, <laughs> long <laughs> intro to say, I am so excited to be connected with you and to have this Me conversation too. with you. Me too. Thank you so much. It's actually so funny that you brought up that post because so we can get into this later or whenever in due time, but, um, I'm currently working on my next book. So the entire premise of that book is that sentence, our capacity to love is based on our capacity to be alone. That's like the whole premise of the book, pretty much. So it's That's so funny incredible. that that is what stood out to you because when I was pitching the second book, I, I had to sit back for a second and be like, okay, like God, like what is like the number one lesson that you have given me in life? Like what's the number one message that you want me to share? And immediately that's what came into my head. So it's a lot, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into that simple sentence, but 100%, it's, it's huge. Well, that's the fun part about being a writer too. I mean, I love your thoughts on this, but like when you can take a very, like an abyss of a subject of a topic um, and you can sculpt it into a very crispy that's my term like a crispy I like that sentence, like, right it's yeah like, I like that you, I'm just like because I know the depth of what you're saying and I do want to you know tease that out a bit with you um you know it sounds so simple and and kind of small and short but holy shit that it's like you're saying there's a whole book that you can write from that so mm -hmm. I mean I just got chills too <laughs> Did you? And I love, yeah, it. yeah really it's did. so aligned that I love that that would be the first place that we would start because, and, okay. and that you, your whole next book is about that because I mean, that just, I call it like kisses from the universe, you know, it's just mm -hmm. like affirmation, you know, let's, exactly. let's go, let's dive back a little bit because I'm so curious, um, about you period. Um, you know, and, and I love that you're in your twenties. This is really really important to me as a woman in my forties, right? 43, because from what I know now, 
the knowledge that you have, the wisdom that you have in this specific decade, the twenties are very tumultuous. They're very, they're difficult, man. I have journals. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yep. Still going through it. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the hardest years of my life thus far. Yeah, absolutely. But you're so anchored. And I say this, like, I don't hand this stuff out. You know what I mean? This is very, very, I, I feel this very deeply with you. You, it's not about you having it all figured out, but you have figured out certain, like that sentence, certain things, certain anchors that mm-hmm. I believe are so important to, to, to own. And especially let's just dive into one of your seasons mm-hmm. um, that's in ebb and flow, which yeah. is one of my core subjects to talk about self-love because that mm-hmm. sentence, right. It's, it's all about self-love. It's huge. How did you get there? Oh man, it was such, it was a long, long, long process. So I guess in terms of self-love, it was piece by piece. So really for me, it wasn't, and, and still it ebbs and flows. And so that's why like the whole premise of my book is ebb and flow, because just referencing back to what you just said, that um, I have so many like anchors of wisdom at the same time, like being in my twenties, I'll know this wisdom, but I still find myself questioning or having fear or having anxiety over certain things, or I'll have seasons where I don't feel like I love myself as much. So that ebb and flow process, it still is definitely going on and it'll probably always go on. Mm -hmm. Um, But with self-love, I think one of the biggest things was making a decision and that is why I came to that conclusion of self-love. Our capacity to love is our capacity to be alone because I had to finally choose to be alone for the first time in my life. I was a serial monogamous, as they say. I, and the thing is, I'm a lover. You know, I really am. I'm a water sign. I'm cancer through and through. I'm very sensitive. That's just who I am. And I love that about myself. But I found that I was using other people as a crutch in my life to really fulfill certain needs where I got to a point and I was realizing, you know, these people, it's just like this revolving door and I'm not happy with anyone. And I'm, I'm hurting people in the process too. And so I had to take a step back and think about, well, can I be alone? Do I have the capacity to be alone right now? And, you know, I did, and I have been, but it was definitely a journey. It was a whole journey of self-love as you could probably see through that season as well. Takes twists and turns. Yeah, no, I get that. And I love it. And I, you know, in my own life, my, it would be, um, you know, I'm very introverted. I don't like labels, but it's kind of like the fast track to get to the point just to say, like, I really love my solitude. I love to spend time with myself. And that's actually how I recharge being a very deep thinker and deep Mm -hmm. feeler. I need that time Mm -hmm. to connect with self because self is its own thing. Right. Exactly. And that comes out a lot in your writing. And, you know, for me, it was similar in the way of like, I always had, you know, a partner, I always had a boyfriend and then it it hit my thirties. And then there was just like the whole decade basically was just like, you know, not the case. It was really me. And it was me always choosing. It wasn't like I couldn't, it was just, uh, you know, you're not, you, you, it's like you said, you decided you make the choice. Mm-hmm. And so you trade, you know, potential for just your solitude and that honesty and that time with yourself. Right. And mm-hmm. that's so, I'm, I'm, it sounds like that's what essentially brought you into this beautiful, powerful wisdom that you 
you have and that you're unpacking through, you know, your heart expression is what I call it. You're not, you're absolutely, writing. absolutely. And you know, what's so funny is that, so I've written my entire life since I was a little girl, I've always loved to write, but I never actually invested like time and energy into it. It was more so something that I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I like to write. Oh yeah. I'm, you know, I'm talented at writing and deep down, I really loved it, but that space in my life that I now have for writing, I gave that instead to other people. And so when I finally decided to really hold that space for myself, that's literally when I started Ebb and Flow, my Instagram, my book, my writing, like all of these things that are so authentically me started to come to fruition because I was holding that space for myself and loving myself rather than just like pulling people in anybody that would fill the space instead. And I that was just that. transformational. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think a lot of my self-love journey was realizing that in order to hold space for myself, sometimes that means that I have to eliminate the things that aren't serving me and the mm -hmm. things that I'm using to fill a spot rather than actually wanting them there. There's a difference between wanting someone and needing someone. And I think a lot of the people in my life, I needed them rather than wanting them there. And so kind of reframing my perspective on what I wanted for myself really led me to that next level of self-love and discovering my art and sharing my art. You know, I love that so much. And I want to ask you, were you, was, was journaling your kind of outlet of writing or was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So I actually went through like long period of my life though, where I didn't really journal at all. So mm -hmm. I like, I really put my love for writing on the back burner for mm -hmm. probably a decade of my life from when I was probably about 12 to 22. I didn't write at all because my mind was so focused on other things during that time period. Mm -hmm. But once I kind of refocused myself, yeah, journaling. Now I journal every single morning. I can't like, if I go a day without journaling, I'm like, oh, I have so many thoughts. I need to get them on the paper. Like freaking out. <laughs> No, and I love that because, you know, I, um, you know, cause journaling has been the, you know, I mean, there's different kind of avenues now that I write, but it's, that was the entry point. And I'm the mm -hmm. same as you, like every morning it's, it's me and my journal and meditation all that, but the, the journaling, especially, and, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, again, I, I, I just love where you are in your life specifically, because I feel like if more women, if more girls like more individuals period at mm -hmm. this decade can start to hone in on the things that you've really, you know, uh, come to in these like wisdom pieces that you're anchored in. It just sets you up more powerfully to move through your life from an empowered. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I have a guided journal and, and I'll, I'll show you offline. So this is, I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this. So I talk about journaling a lot, right. And because mm -hmm. it, it's really what I, I have found people always want to ask me about how to develop more self-confidence, how to live from your most authentic self. How do you generate more self-love all of this? Right. And, you know, doing the work of like really diving in and going, okay, how did you really get here? Well, the MVP, the most valuable player in this game for me has been my journal, because it's not just, you know, oh, just like scribbling things. What it is, is it's a sacred portal. This is just my mm. verbiage on it. Sacred portal for me to dive into my mind and my heart, to, for me to connect with myself. And I say this often, but I'm like, how do you cultivate a loving, 
healthy, loyal, trustworthy relationship with anybody, like mm -hmm. anybody. You have to invest time to spend like with them specifically in exchange. And I think the misconception is like, because you're, you know, your name, you're in your body, you know, your family, like you have this connection with self. No, you don't. So true. Absolutely. I want, can you talk about that from your perspective, your journey? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny. I have one moment in my life that was really transformational um, when it came to journaling. And that was unpacking a lot of the trauma that happened in my childhood. It was like the trauma that I had or the things that I went through, it was very, I, I knew about it consciously. It's not like I had like blacked it out of my mind by any means, but I have this belief that when you put it onto paper and you journal it, one, it becomes real because the words you're seeing it right there. It's almost like it's, it's coming up all again and you're having to feel it all again, but also it's, it's a release. It's literally, you are physically taking energy out of your body. And so it feels like this huge release. So I did that for the first time and I ended up writing, I'm not kidding you, like 26 pages. It was insane. And that was my first experience where I really realized okay, wow, like journaling is going to be really transformational if I just if I just keep putting my mind to this and doing it in a way where it doesn't feel like a chore either. Making it something that I want to do, this is fun to do and I'm, I love to write anyway. So after that experience, I started journaling almost every single day. And it's so funny because when I look at my self growth and I look at how much I journal, it's like straight line, you know, there, it, it's absolutely the same thing. And I think when we journal, we have this opportunity to just really be present. And honestly, that's something that I need to work on is being present. I think my mind is always in a million different places. But when I journal, it's this like first time of me really just sitting down and I'm not, I'm not paying attention to anything else. I'm physically using my hands. I'm using my mind, my spirit, my body. And my, uh, the way I journal is typically through prayer or talking to the universe, my creator, God, whatever you want to call it. It's very, it's a spiritual experience for me. And so for, that is just, it's really been my anchor of all. And most of what I write on ebb and flow, it actually comes out first in my journal. So I'll be writing, 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 and then I'll write something like, wait, that's, that's something I need to share. And, you know, it's even like, it, now that you, this is such a crazy question too, because I'm finding so many parallels, but the reason why I actually started ebb and flow was because one night I was journaling. So I was about to move to New York and it was like my last three pages left in my journal. So I was like, I really want this to be like my final conclusion. Like I really want to sum up all of the things that I've really learned this year. And so I wrote it out and after I was finished, I read through it and I was like, wow, this is some really powerful stuff. And these are some really like golden nuggets of truth. And so I went over to my roommate and I was like, hey, can I just like share this with you? I would love to read this to you. I feel like, I feel like this is really impactful. And I read it to her and right when I was finished, she said, Deja, you need to share that with people. Like you need to make an Instagram right now. You need to post oh. it, you need to share it because someone needs to hear it. And sometimes that's all it takes is like one person speaking that truth into you to be yeah. like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And I kid you not, the next day I made the Instagram for Ebb and Flow and I posted exactly what I had written in that journal. And, you know, now here we are like two years later and all of this beauty oh. has come out of it. So it's, it's crazy. That is so wonderful. And I love it. Cause I was, you know, I, I definitely wanted to hear how you came to, you know, create ebb and flow and, you know, just 
I love speaking to artists. Um, I mean, I'm, in my opinion, everyone in life is an artist because whether you know it or not, you're creating your life, right? Absolutely. And um, and that's actually something I really want to dive into with you as well because, you know, I love that you just went for it. Did you have any fear of because obviously. Anytime you're putting your work out there, your heart out there, you know, you stand the chance of, of, of facing some kind of rejection. And that's, we, we know that that's where most people hold back and don't go forward. So can you talk about that piece? Absolutely. So I think that there's two levels of fear. So I think the first level of fear that I had to break through was the fear of judgment. So me putting my work out there and people criticizing it or thinking, oh, this is lame or cringy or this or that. So that was tough, definitely. But at the same time, as you know, you I gained confidence through it little by little. I remember I would get like a little negative comment and at first it would really bother me. But then as time went on, I, I look at it as, sure, someone is allowed to disagree with what I write. I think once I like, I gave myself, once I was just able to accept the fact that people might disagree with my work it it allowed me to take comments or any type of rejection a lot smoother because I was like you know what that's okay we all have different experiences and not every single person is going to agree with my work and so as time went on the fear of judgment really decreased but the next fear which I think is the greatest fear is that when I put out my work it was for the first time people really seeing me for who I was because from day to day, you know, you can put on any type of facade, you can act how you want to act, you can talk how you want to talk. But with art, I think art is the most vulnerable expression and the truest expression of ourselves. So me putting my words out there, it was like, oh my gosh, like, holy shit, people are going to know all these things about me. And especially after I put out my book, I literally wanted to hibernate. I didn't want to talk <laughs> to anyone about it. I didn't, I, like, I didn't, I, it was so scary. And so I think that was the biggest fear-based thing is people seeing me truly for the first time but you know of course even now there's certain things that I write in my book that I won't necessarily post on social media because I think that there's an intimacy of reading my book that you may not get from my Instagram and I, I like to keep it that way. I love that and I fully understand that but I agree. I agree with you that also you know as an artist um, when you are putting your work out there, you're vulnerable. And especially when it is your, you know, deeper layers of, of who you are. So let me, I'll give you this to relate to. It's like, you know, in my social, it's always been lifestyle, um, career. You know, I spent a large part of my career life as a celebrity makeup artist. So when I got on Instagram, that's, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing that life and also my lifestyle, which is, you know, holistic, you know, high performance living at the beach, all that stuff. I when that. I launched, yeah, thank you. When I launched Black Bobby, when I launched the podcast, um, now I'm sharing just who I am, right? And obviously guests and all that, but it was this different kind of angle of me sharing, you know, myself. And there is vulnerability in that and just allowing people to see more. And especially if you're someone who's not motivated by being seen necessarily, because there's a lot of people, you know, who are like, I want, and that's cool. Like you, you have an edge in this space. Yeah. Some of my, <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah. Right. And, um, you know, I, 
one thing that I really love about you and just, you know, learning more about you is that, um, and I think this really plays into your writing and I, I'd love for you to talk about this, but you, you have a degree in psychology, which mm -hmm. I love. It's one of my favorite yeah. arenas to live in psychology, philosophy, neuroscience. Um, and you know, so like a lot of when I, when I take you in and your wisdom, I'm definitely hearing and feeling life wisdom, but I'm also capturing just because I'm versed in the space, you know, mm -hmm. just your, you know, what you've gained from deep diving into psychology. And I think there's so much value mm -hmm. in that. I love, love, love. Uh, we talked about this offline. I love your duality though. I love mm -hmm. how you are. In fact, I have to read this um, and it's in the intro, the, the private intro, but I'm going to read just the back if you're okay with that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and heads up, I do want to pull on some poetry and have you unpack it. Um, of course. Deja Ray. Deja Ray is a writer, explorer, and a dreamer. Since she was young, her inquisitive mind has led her on a perpetual journey towards enlightenment and self-discovery. Both introspective and analytical, Deja Ray's work focuses on identifying patterns in the world and articulating shared human emotions. With a bachelor's degree in psychology and an ongoing master's degree in international development, Deja Ray hopes to use her education and creative skills to empower others to chase after their most authentic selves. Now, do you, I mean, we're, we've been getting to know each other like a little bit, but do you, can you, can you understand how you're literally speaking to my core? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. I know we're like kindred spirits. <laughs> literally, truly. I mean, my core purpose and like what I do is help individuals around the world. I mean, specifically my coaching, it's women to live from their most authentic self because, mm -hmm. and I would love for you to unpack this. I know I'm throwing a lot at you. I just don't believe Deja that it's possible to cultivate a life of true fulfillment. If you're not truly expressing yourself, if you're not truly living your true self. And I love that not only is that a focus for you, but I love that you, all these labels and boxes of you need to be this one thing that you, 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 you know, you destroy that box, you blur those lines. And I, and there's so much value in that too. So my girl, please Absolutely. talk about that. You know, I, I love that you brought that up because this is a conversation I had a long time ago with a friend of, I feel like just in society in general, we, we're raised to have to fit into boxes. Okay. What's your race? What's your religion? What is your major in college? It's always one thing. And so typically when we grow up and it might even be on a subconscious level, we think that we have to have one type of career or we have to be one type of person. And I think so much of finding ourselves is breaking out of that box in those confines, because I always thought of myself as more analytical. I, you know, I always felt this creative passion literally boiling inside of me. I would feel like, oh, I need, like, I want to express something, but I don't know how. And so finally, when I was really starting to explore myself, that creativity poured out of me into ebb and flow. And I started finding so many different pieces of myself that I didn't know. I, I love, I, I'm from California, so I love the beach, but right now I'm in New York city and I'm in, you know, the city. Oh, but I'm a data analyst, but then I also love poetry and 
I love psychology and science, but I'm also so spiritual and grounded in my spirituality. And so I think, like you said, that duality is so important because I think everything in life is a balance. And so being able to balance different sides of ourselves is, is just authentic and it makes us who we are. And I think I've just, I've just found so many different pieces of myself. And that is so beautiful because the more we peer into that, the more that we can find. I mean, that's so good. It's so, it's so <laughs> legit. It's so, yeah. and it's, and to me, it's very, um, you know, these are thought seeds that are very important. And I'm so grateful to have a podcast so that I can bring incredible humans on like you who can put these thought seeds, these out, who can put these thought seeds out in the world because, because there's just too much, um, there's a lot of limitations, limiting beliefs. Um, and there's a lot of fear around, you know, trying even just expressing mm -hmm. what, trying what you really want to do, trying what you really want to, you know, pursue saying yes to something you really want to say yes to. And for, you know what I mean? Or, or the reverse. Right. Mm -hmm. And so again, you're just a real life example of someone who puts the fear in the back pocket and bets on themselves. Like, it's like, I'm just going to, I'm going forward as me and mm -hmm. I'm going to share what's in my heart. And I don't need to, you know, whatever you want to label me as go for it. Cause I'm infinite in my, you know, and actually like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because I really believe that in life, we're not here to be, we are here to evolve. That is life mm -hmm. itself. And we are, we are integrated, whether you're conscious of it or not. And hopefully you get to that place where you're conscious of integration. And when you do get to that place, you understand that your purpose is not to fit in this box. It's ultimately, whether it's career, whether it's, you know, expressions of creativity and some kind of hobby or whatever kind of way, like you are supposed to evolve. That is what we do in life. Exactly. I love that you said that. And I absolutely agree. I think, I think so much first is, I think we have so many purposes. And so I think when we put so much pressure on, oh, I have to find this one big purpose and not to say that that's not important, but also I think a big thing of discovering different pieces of ourselves is not putting so much pressure on ourselves. So for example, when I started writing and I started my poetry account, it was also at the beginning of the pandemic. So I had so much free time. And I remember thinking when I started it, my intention was never, oh, I want to gain a bunch of followers. I want to build this platform. I want to publish a book. I want to do this. It, it was never that. It was truthfully just, hey, like if my writing can impact one person, I think that's beautiful. And that makes the vulnerability and the fear totally worth it. And so I think so much what I would tell people when they're starting out a new project and they feel, feel fearful about it is just to take away all the pressure. Even if it doesn't work out, you tried and that is so beautiful. And through that, even if you fail, you're going to find something else. There's, there's purpose in every single thing that we do. Even the things that we can't consciously see, we might look back 10 years and be like, oh, I understand why that happened at that point. And so I think with writing, especially me moving forward through it and finding myself through different avenues, it was just like, you know what, I'm just going to release all the pressure. And same thing when it came to publishing my book. And of course, this ebbs and flows. I, I had feelings of like, oh my God, but what if it doesn't sell? What if no one likes it? But I had to always ground myself back in truth and say, that's not why you're putting out your book. It's not to gain money. It's not to gain fame. It's not to do any of this. It's to 
express yourself and put your art out into the world. And so every time I found myself getting distracted by all of these material things, I would just ground myself back into that truth. And then all of a sudden, all the pressure would go away. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Who cares? Like who really, who really cares? If I put out this book and beautiful things come of it in my own life and my confidence builds, that's all that matters. That's really all that matters in my opinion. I, in my opinion too, I love it. Yeah. And I want to say like, I feel like you have a real connection to your work. Like you care about, you love your work. And I, you know, yeah. it's like, that's so important, right? Like if you think of Instagram, if you're just putting out things for what you think, I mean, I get it, serve your community. I have a community and I'm, I definitely create posts for them, mm -hmm. but I can stand in everything that I share with absolute love for it of my own. So whether it gets all the engagement or not, I love it. I believe in mm -hmm. it. And that's why I shared it. And I feel that in your writing and what you share, that's Absolutely. important, right? Of course. And I think so much of that, my writing is a reflection of who I am. And so for me, I, I, I don't just put anything out into the world because I want to make sure that this is like truth. And my writing, like I said earlier, it's a very spiritual experience for me. And I think that my writing is a reflection of divine truth. And I always speak on that. So for me, it's like, I just feel like I'm a vessel. And so it's really, really important for me to put out work that I believe is true. I'm not just going to write something out of anger or out of frustration and then put it out into the world because I, I don't feel like that's true. And to also, it could have this collateral effect, negative effect on other people. And so um, I approach my work with a lot of integrity, definitely. I, I think it's really, it's not just writing to me. It's, um, it's just, it's, it's wisdom. It's things that I want to pass on that I want to be a reflection of light and love and yeah. Oh yeah. And you're, and you're doing it. And I love that because I, I feel it's the same when I write, I channel and I, you know, when I meditate, I have a whole relationship with my muse. My, my audience knows it's like, it's essentially like my fullest realized self, right? Mm -hmm. She's my North star. She's my best friend. And, you know, she said to me, she's like, you're a messenger and, mm -hmm. and you're here to carry the messages forward. And so when you think about like, and in my journal, it's, it's really similar you think about, and I say this so humbly, but, but in truth, like it's very Marcus Aurelius, it's very Bruce Lee, it's process and perspective on life and, and self. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel that is literally in your book and we're going to dive into that right now. Um, cause I have some, there's so many, there's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, for those of you watching, it's so amazing, but Hey, you guys, if you've been following me here for a while or on any of my channels, you know, I am always talking about the power of journaling and specifically what it has done for me and continues to do for me in my life. With that said, I am so excited to officially announce that my guided and illustrated self-actualization journal, You Are The Path, is out for sale. I have been working on this for quite some time now with my incredible, talented artist friend, Emerald Paget, and I could not be more excited for you to experience this journal. To make it very clear, this is not your typical kind of stationary item of journal. It's more of a book and it is so visually stimulating. You are the path holds space for you to unravel, unleash, investigate, hypothesize, affirm, 
inspire, fortify, to essentially create you and all aspects of your life. You can literally stretch out and run free within the vast open pages. So in this journal, you have seven guided and illustrated sections led by five thought-provoking questions and prompts that evoke exploratory thinking. Of course, you're welcome to ignore them, but they are there to anchor you because talking about journaling for some time now for to so many people i've learned that journaling can feel daunting to some people like you don't know what to do or where to start so these journal prompts and questions are there to just anchor you in and help you get moving through the pages um, each section also has a personal quote for me and again the artistry in this journal throughout the journal by my girl emerald pajet is absolutely incredible it is there to evoke your imagination and all your senses and really just take you into deep parts of your mind and your heart so the final section offers 20 blank pages so the other sections all have lined pages in them and this is really special for me because i've never come across a journal that had both and throughout my journaling practice for almost the entirety of my life um, you know, I've really needed and wanted both. Uh, so I'm just excited to give you this opportunity to be able to sketch and just let your imagination run free on these blank pages, but also have the beautiful structure and, you know, refinement of, of lines for you to just, you know, script out your heart. So again, this journal is absolutely a mystical experience. It's a mystical adventure. I want you to just drop in and to ultimately connect with your highest self, your authentic self, your intuition. And this journal is meant to facilitate that process for you. So to shop this journal, go to blackbeltbeauty.com. It's right there at the top menu. You'll also be able to see some visuals of the journal. And I just, I know you're going to love it. So let me know what you think and enjoy the path that is you. You know, I, I love how in your, in your, in your, in your writing, I feel you talking with yourself from yourself, but also for us, it's this whole, it's yeah, it's a very dimensional experience. Um, yeah, it's so good. So I'm going to just, I'm going to open up to some, uh, there's so many girl, I mean, the seasons alone, I'm just going to, I'm just going to read that out. Cause I think it's beautiful. First of all, that you framed it as seasons um lonely broken realizations decisions empathy letting go self-love trust and final thoughts and the reason why I really wanted to share that in this episode is because first of all I want everyone buying your book like it's just it's so beautiful and anyone who's tuned in to me honestly will likely just like hold this like every day open to any page and take from it um because they're interested in you know all the things that we're talking about and that's in your in your beautiful book um before I move into a poem is there anything that you want to share on just that that process of like coming to your seasons and these specific mm -hmm. sections yeah absolutely so you know it's funny for a long time writing the book was the easy part organizing the book took me so long because I wanted it to really, I really, I wanted it to be perfect, honestly. And of course nothing is perfect, but I wanted it to be 
perfect in my eyes. I wanted it to be something where I looked at it and I was like, yes, this makes like sense to me. And at first I was thinking, you know, maybe I should put it into themes or I was like, or should I tell a story? And then I was like, seasons because seasons it's a theme and it's a story all combined into one and so the seasons for me it was it was tough especially the early seasons it was me reliving a lot of hard stuff that I went through but as you read through the seasons you can see how even though it's ebbing and flowing I'm also growing and I'm getting stronger and wiser and building and then towards the end it really leaves on this note of like all right I'm going for it and that's was kind of the analogy of me finally publishing this book. So it took you on a story throughout my life, pretty much. It's so special. I love thank that. You. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh my goodness. So I'm kind of going to go all over the place if, if that's okay. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> I love it. I love hearing like people's favorites because honestly, they're so different and I, I love that. Yeah. And I mean, just all of them are so, so rich. Um, okay. Let me see the, which one do I want to start on also? Hold on. Let me see. Oh my goodness. Cause I have notes over here on my computer as well. Oh, um, okay. Let's start with, let's start with this one. Do not stay in spaces that are not conducive to your growth. Do not shrink mm -hmm. your capacity to love for those that do not have the capacity to love you. Do not compromise your standards of connection only to grasp at scraps of affection. Never again will you convince others of your worth. Never again will you betray yourself. Oh, never again will you beg for love. Deja, oh, before you- I just got chilled. <laughs> I have them too. And I'm always talking about being loyal to your authentic self. So when you said never again, will you betray yourself? Girl, that shit, like, please unpack that. It's so good. Yes. That was many, many years of learning. I, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm a lover and I'm sensitive, but part of me being a lover was also wanting to be a fixer and bringing a lot of people into my life that I saw potential in, but they just weren't there yet. And when I was doing, when I was doing that, I realized later on that I was betraying myself. I was betraying my needs. I was betraying the level of love that I really wanted just because I wanted love. It was like, I was compromising though, the level and the type of love that I wanted. And so that poem actually, that's gonna be in my next book. Um, and I, I was having a rough day that day. And I had this realization again, kind of going through a similar situation like that. And I was like, you know what? Never again, never again. Am I going to put myself through that? Because I know what I deserve and I know what I want. And when we compromise and when we settle, not only are we cheating ourselves of our potential, but we're really, we're betraying ourselves. We're betraying our authentic self. And when we go to bed at night, I, you know, you know how you feel deep down. And as much as you want to run away from that truth, it's going to keep bubbling up. It's going to keep coming up. And so it was me finally putting the truth into words of never again, never, never again. That's so beautiful and so important because we know that, and I've been in that position, mm -hmm. like in my thirties, I definitely, 
you know, I went through that. And when you make up your mind and you really decide that you cannot, can't, you're not going to settle for scraps. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it changes everything. Um, it's actually a perfect segue into this one that also just crushes me. It just in the best way, obviously, <laughs> if we don't practice self-love, we will search for that love elsewhere. We will assume that the love we crave is in the hands of another human. We will betray ourselves, put others on a pedestal and lower our self-worth just to grasp at crafts, uh, scraps of affection sweet friend the love you are looking for is inside of you keep digging the end piece yeah. also just like oh keep yeah. digging. oh yes you know what's so funny is that my words totally hold me accountable too because I will I'll be in a season where I'm like super not aligned or I'm lonely or I'm feeling this I'm feeling that and then I reread my words and I'm like oh keep digging, keep digging. Like, it's fine. You're going to be fine. And so even you just reading that to me right now, it was really, really magical because I I have to be reminded as well. I definitely do. It ebbs and flows. (laughs) It does. And I love that you say that. I mean, I, it's so powerful because I always say like, there's no period at the end of self-love. There's no period at the end Mm -hmm. of self-confidence or self-trust. Again, topics that self-awareness, self-connection mm-hmm. it's like self-mastery the, the arena of my coaching you know this is a life game and mm-hmm. you are constantly going to be invited to invest to fortify these containers these pillars these attributes these frequencies all of the above right and so i love again and because it's I speak about the power of writing a lot, like journaling specifically. And so for you to say that, you know, my writing holds me accountable, that is, first of all, that's proven in science. Like there's research that's done on that, but also I know that to be the case in my own life, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. affirming yourself. So, you know, while it is this beautiful, very potent and powerful expression of your heart, your art, it is also, you know, how I put it, um, it's words are very, you know, they're alchemy. You're casting mm. a spell. Yes. I love that. I love that. It's uh, you're right. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta put that in your, in your book. That's beautiful. Oh, That's it is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's the whole, yeah. I mean, wait till you see this journal. Cause it's a full mystical experience, but, but it is that, you know, like your inner dialogue. So dialogue period, external, inner written, all of it. It's, it's all shaping how you feel about you. It's shaping your reality from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, no, if when, when we really become, and, and, and it's not for everybody, this is just what I've learned about life, right? When, when that becomes like a truth, you become a lot more responsible <laughs> about, mm-hmm. you know, how you're communicating with yourself, with others, like what you're because the value of your words, for me, words are a spell, you know? Mm-hmm. So what kind Absolutely. of spell are you casting? Exactly. Oh, 100%. And you know, what's so funny is that when I, when I was putting together my book, I was relearning every single, every single thing that I've ever written because I was going through the editing process. And so I was like, you know, fine tuning every single word and phrase and that was probably one of the biggest periods of growth in my life because I was digesting so much word alchemy as you would like. Yes. It was like, it was just like over and over. And I would, it was like, 
it was this very spiritual experience. Like I say, I think writing is a very, very just spiritual experience in general. Like you said, it's like magic. These words come to life. And um, the way that I write too, it's, I don't, I never, and we talked about this offline, but I don't just ever sit down. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to write. It's always, I'll be listening to a podcast or doing something throughout the day or in a deep moment of thought. And I have this like revelation, this download. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to write this down. I need to write this down. And I'm trying, I'm getting my notepad out, I'm getting my journal out and I write it down. And then later on, I'll package it um, before I put it out into the world. But exactly, it comes from these moments of um, authenticity and these moments of alignment where you have this like divine revelation and you're like, oh my goodness, this is truth. This is truth. And it's so important that we write in those moments because when we go from day to day and we're distracted by everything else in our lives, we forget about these truths and we become unanchored in the truths. And so when we have these words to reference, it brings us back down and it anchors us back. And it's this continual process of going out into the world and being like, oh my God, what's going on? And then retreating back into my own words and finding comfort and solace in them and over and over again, back and forth. It's so, it's so powerful and so true. And I, again, like, I know this to be the truth in my own life as well. And I just, you know, it's so special because you think like, look, you know, to, to our audience, it's like, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to write a book. You don't have to do, but the power of just that form of communication, what, what it does that, how it creates a connection with yourself, like such that, you know, what you're saying is like, you have these anchoring truths because it's true. Deja, like, we're, 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 life is coming at us and we're going at life. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot happening every day. And if we, that's my opinion. And if we don't, you know, if we don't get into this connection with ourselves to cultivate these, you know, anchoring truths, these, you know, these wisdoms that are really going to help us stay rooted in self and essentially like our highest self to stay on our highest path. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where it gets really, really that that's where like, there's different degrees and different kind of, um, challenge in my world is like an opportunity. It's like, I leverage the, I have respect for my battles. I'm mm -hmm. worthy of them, but it. It's so, you know, cause I always talk about like, you can't just focus on like, I'm worthy of the victory. It's like, well, do you feel worthy of the battle? Because mm -hmm. even if it's like a self inner critic battle, if it's a physical battle, if it's a finance, whatever it is, there's a battle on the way there to that victory that you, that you are worthy of, but you've got to feel worthy of the entire process. Right. Mm -hmm. And as we are moving through life, I feel like, you know, you're taking punches and <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, and those yeah. truths help you. They help you to like reset, to recalibrate, to hold grace and compassion for yourself and to keep you focused in the direction that, you know, feels most aligned and in integrity for you. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. that's what I'm taking from you. <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, there's, there's so much to say about that. And I, so what's funny is that, I mean, it's actually not funny. It was the hardest year of my life. Um, <laughs> When I moved to New York, the year leading up to me publishing this book was the hardest year of my life. I had moved from California to New York, so across the country. I had no friends. I had no family here. I'd started a master's program that was really intimidating. I had crazy imposter syndrome, and I was lonely. I was just, I was going through it. I had no job. 
I couldn't find a job. I remember I had applied for probably over a hundred jobs. didn't even get an interview. So this was like me starting to doubt my self-confidence. And it, there was so much going on packed and packed within that year. And I remember having this moment of like, okay, you know what, Deja, like if you can't love yourself right now, then you're still not going to love yourself when you have all of these things. If you're going to define your self-worth off of whether you have a job or friends or a career or money, then that's not real self-love. That's not self-love that's rooted in who you are. And so during that journey, that fight with the world, kind of how you're speaking about, I had to really learn how to love myself in the darkest moments of my life when I had absolutely nothing. And so now I'm less fearful of what's to come because I know that my self-love is rooted in who I am. Anything can get taken away. My book contract can get taken away. My job, I could get fired, but that's not going to change how I feel about myself. And so those words, that's kind of like my words that I write, that's like my self-love. That's my physical expression of the self-love that I hold for myself. Girl, my whole community <laughs> is like, I totally get it. I see it rocks. Okay, give me the book. Because <laughs> this is like... You know, I'm always, everything comes to back to yourself. I always say like your career, your home, your relationship, those things don't make you, you, mm -hmm. you make those things. So chase the version of you that you want to live from, that you want to express yourself. Do you have a relationship with this becoming? We are always becoming right. But like, mm -hmm. can you get into this relationship with your becoming such that you know, that is your ultimate vision and focus because in my own life, just using myself as an example, there's so many things that haven't actualized yet that I'm in the process of actualizing. When we think about like, whether it's material, career, all the things, right? My books, like all the things. Um, I don't get up every day. Yes, I do like the actual work to help bring those things to come into fruition. But mm -hmm. what I'm focused on is the woman, the woman who's already done it all. And I yeah. think from her, her perspective, how does she handle this challenge? How does she move through this situation, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, and, you know, I just, I love obviously everything that you just shared because it's exactly that. It's exactly what you said. If you can love yourself, like you cultivate true self-love, like not accolades and affirmation or, you know, um, uh, validation from others, mm -hmm. but that's all great. That's important. That has a place. But if you can't cultivate that connection, that love, that self-worth um, from within, and you're so reliant on that, all the things, that's very dangerous because at any given moment in life, anything can change on the external and those things can go away. I mean, 2020 showed that in a very, <laughs> yeah, know, very bold, real way, <laughs> a very bold statement. Yes. And if you, if you haven't generated that ultimately you think about like, it's, it's security within yourself, um, mm -hmm. then you're in trouble. But if you can cultivate that security and that connection and that love, um, especially at times when shit is just hard, it's only up from there. You're just, you're fucking winning in life. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. you. I actually just wrote something the other day that was talking about that of, um, when we fear to, when, when we are so fearful to let things go, it's because we fear that good things can't happen again. And I talk about how good things are actually abundant. And 
letting go and not being so scared to be alone or to not have a job. Those are all just, those are the benefits, many benefits of self-love. It's just less fear of how life is going to treat you because you know that no matter what happens, that you're still going to be aligned. You're still going to know yourself. You're still going to have yourself and having that feeling, because that's a feeling I didn't always have, especially when I was younger. It was, I was very fearful the way I grew up. It was very scarcity mindset. And especially in relationships, fearing, oh, what if this person doesn't love me? Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? And it was like this constant state of anxiety, but now it's, it's so different. I, it's like, I get, it's so hard to like actually express that I have this feeling of whenever I get into this fear moment of, okay, what is it? What if this opportunity or if this person leaves me, I think about it. And I'm like, I still have myself and I have this like warm presence all over my body because I know that as long as I have myself, I am going to be absolutely okay. And that is the most comforting position I think you could ever really be in. Truthfully. I agree, sister. Literally, like it's because newsflash, you're as long as you're on this planet, you're gonna be facing challenges. Mm-hmm. And so I I never I don't I don't think it gets easier. I do believe that when you cultivate this kind of relationship that we're talking about with yourself, you just move through challenges differently. You, any challenge, any challenge. And you, cause you're, cause you're never, you're never alone. You're always with you. I say it like when I go into the arena, right. This is my language. If like I'm going into battle, like I'm going arm in arm with this self that we're talking about. And I know that I got my back. So it's just, this is why my, 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 my thought leadership, my coaching, my writing, everything is centered around what I call like these inside out empowerment tools, because they help you to not only discover, connect and own your authentic self, but to actually move through life in, you know, um, what's the word like entrainment, like as essentially to move through life as your fucking true self. Right. Yeah. And it just, you, you, there's a level of love that no matter who's loving you or not loving you or what's not coming to you or what's coming to you, there's a sense of fulfillment that, Mm -hmm. and I know, you know, and this is also why I'm so proud to have you on the podcast because girl, I will, I mark my word and to everyone watching and listening, you have a massive future in front of you. Your, I have chills. I'm totally channeling your (laughs) voice is absolutely so significant. So important. It makes me want to cry. It's so like, but it's, it's like, I'm, I'm proud. Like I'm, I'm so honored to have you, you know, here, and I want to have many more conversations. I'm going to start to kind of wrap this out. And there's some, you know, things that I'd like to do with my guests as I wrap out, but yeah, Deja, like, thank you for, for, for betting on yourself and, you know, for choosing your authentic self and to be, you know, creating and ultimately you're contributing because we're all like, everything affects everything. Right. And Mm -hmm. so everyone is benefiting and will furthermore be benefiting as you can carry on into your life and, you know, keep putting yourself out there, um, in such a powerful and potent way. So my goodness, um, I'm just thank deep you gratitude. so much for saying that. Thank you. That's yeah. This whole experience has just been 
you know, challenging, but in the best way. And I've learned yeah. most of all of just falling in love with the process. I think that's so important of, you know, everything will come, the money will come, the whatever, whatever you're trying to manifest, it's going to come, but don't focus so much on that. Just fall in love with the process of the everyday growths and the everyday little wins. And that's something I'm really learning right now. And probably what I'll take away most from this whole journey, but thank you so much for saying that. It feels yeah. really good. And it's, it's, it's really crazy to see, you know, what finding myself and putting myself first has come so many beautiful things have come to fruition after that. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, again, it's like your proof and we need, you know, think about if more people in the world were taking this kind of chance on themselves, betting on themselves, like really just like, I talk about this a lot, but self-acceptance versus self-ownership, like, yeah, you know what? Self-acceptance is absolutely important. It's how I frame it. It's like the entry point, right? It's like level one level pro is fucking self-ownership. You're not just accepting yourself. You own who you are. And that is the frequency that you're putting out in the world. And sometimes you have, you know, again, it's like the entry point, like first, maybe you're going to be in this place where I'm just accepting this as me or whatever. But when you start to hone in and you really create this relationship with yourself, um, you know, you, you get to this place, hopefully where you, you're unapologetic. You're, this is who Mm -hmm. I fucking am. And this is how I'm doing it. So, you know, like me or not, like I'm showing up as me. Um, so I, um, so I like to ask my guests this question, um, before I even ask this question, is there anything that you want to live in this conversation that we haven't addressed yet? Um, that in, and no pressure, cause we, we've talked about a lot of beautiful things, but mm-hmm. if there's anything that you want to live in here, please share. Of course I would say, and this is a little, um, I guess, hint to my next book, but just Perfect. hold space for yourself and whatever that means for you in that season of life, whatever season that you're in, make sure to always hold space for yourself, whatever that may be. And however that may manifest. I love it. That's beautiful. We're definitely bringing you back on when your next book comes out. So (laughs) um, yes. And so the question that I like to ask my guests is if you had, maybe you actually just answered it, but if you had a magic (laughs) wand and you could give the masses one positive habit that would have a large ripple effect on their life, what would it be and why? Oh, wow. I love that question. One, one habit. I know this one sounds so like, so minuscule, but I am going to stand by this. <laughs> Making your bed in the morning. I don't know ah! why, but whenever I make my bed in the morning, I have a more productive day. Doing those little habits of discipline, it bleeds into every other piece of your life. And so if you want to become more disciplined, start with the small things. You know, some people are like, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week or five days a week. And that's a great goal to have, but start with the little things, make your bed in the morning, make sure you're drinking enough water, very, very small things turn into the big thing. So the small thing is make your bed, but the big thing is you're going to do whatever, whatever you want. It's perfect girl. I always say inches make the mile. So it is, that's, that's exactly how you cultivate how do you get to lifestyle? Well, you have to have the behaviors to build the habits. And it's, it is, it's, it's not a 
you know, big move. It's the small incremental moves that build the big picture. So, and, and I'm always talking about discipline. Um, yes. we, had, we had another incredible writer and just alchemist on the bot on the podcast recently who same, his answer was discipline. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, in the yeah. same, <laughs> totally. cause it just, it does, totally. it helps everything. Right. It's, it's so, it's so absolutely true. And I say, make your bed specifically because I personally hate making my bed. I have a bed that touches three walls. So it's actually a nightmare to make it. So it's like, if I could do that one little annoying thing in the morning that I am absolutely dreading, I could probably do the next annoying thing that is annoying and I'm dreading. Yes, yes, you start with a win. I love it. Yes. So good. Um, okay, so the next part to just wrap this incredible conversation out is I'm gonna, I'm gonna share some rapid fire words. So I'm rapid. Ooh as I deliver them, but you do not have to give me one word or be rapid back. Like whatever comes top of mind, top of heart, when you mm -hmm. hear and take it in these words, that's what I would like you to share. Okay. I'm excited. I've never done this before. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I'm so excited specifically with your mind and heart. Okay. First word is love. Mm, self. So am I, am I supposed to say a word or more? <laughs> Is a word Please, fine? No, you, you could okay. totally elaborate or you can drop it on a word. Yeah, it's perfect. I like self. That's the first word that came to my head. It's perfect. Hard stop. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, next word is fear. Mm. Enjoying the fear, embracing the fear. I love it. Next word is challenge. Mm, challenge breakthrough love it curiosity mm. i know everyone i'm like mm. <laughs> <laughs> so good. i really love it um curiosity authenticity mm. out of curiosity comes authenticity oh that's so good there's some, like there's some kind of poem there's something in there for you that was so yeah. good oh my goodness and I you know I'm a logophile a lover of words and I know you are too so it is yeah. that's why I was excited to have this moment with you because I'm like how is she gonna approach this mm -hmm. um the next word is passion Ooh. alignment being aligned with yourself I think is when you feel the best, the greatest passion is when something feels aligned with you, whether that's an experience or a person, when you can see someone eye to eye and it's just true and in alignment, that's where I think the deepest passion comes from. I love that. Yeah. I feel that in your work and you're definitely in alignment channeling. <laughs> your work, <Yeah>. So it's <laughs> perfect. Um, okay. A couple more. This is one of my favorite words ever. Um, Resilience. Finding yourself. Because I think every single time that you're called to be resilient, you find yourself all over again and more pieces of yourself. It's so good. <laughs> this is kind of fun. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Um, okay, the final word is excellence. You know, this one might be controversial, but I'm going to say failure because I think the more you fail, the more. I think 
excellence is just very subjective. So I think failure helps us always feel excellent, even when, even when life may not deem us as excellent or others might not deem us as excellent. The more that we can fail and be okay with that failure, the more excellent we feel. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness, Deja, thank you so, so much. Now, please, everything is in the show notes. Where do our listeners and our viewers stay connected to you? Um, obviously your book is everywhere, right? To, to, for anybody to buy. Okay. Yes. So my book is on Amazon. It's called ebb and flow. And, uh, on Instagram, I'm at ebb and flow poetry and same thing on TikTok at ebb and flow poetry. I'm not that good at TikTok, but I'm trying, trying. (laughs) (laughs) It's a job for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just so much effort. I just, I don't have the capacity for it right now, but I love it. I I love it. I love the idea of it. Well, I am so, so grateful again that we are connected and I am so here in support of you. I think you are just a brilliant woman. I cannot wait for your next book. And again, like I said, I'm totally bringing you back on the show. There are just so many more conversations to have with you. These are my favorite. They're just deep, rich, meaningful, and they have a large ripple effect. So my girl, you just keep being you. (laughs) And I'll just be grateful for that. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. This was so enjoyable and so expansive. So thank you. You're so welcome. (laughs) All right, you guys, we'll catch you later. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next. Thank you.